legend lives on from the Chippewa on down at the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. Good morning, good afternoon. Good midday. This is Tide 100.9. Cup of Joe, a little midday madness on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither, Sepp Shirey, hanging out with you guys for the next hour. want to say a big thanks to Martin and Xavier Houston getting the day going with the Martin Houston Show. You can hear them weekday 6 until 7. Wimp and Barry on Inside the Locker Room. We have them from 7 to 9. They had former Alabama quarterback Richard Todd on this morning. You can hear that on the SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Our man Gary Harris just wrapped up the Gary Harris Show from 9 to 11. I'll be with you till noon with Big Noon Sports, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and Christian Miller will take over. We'll have Ryan Fowler on the game at 2 p.m. And we'll shut it on down with our evening programming on Tide 100.9. Download the Tide 100.9 app. It's the best way to keep up with all your Alabama Crimson Tide news. Seb Shirey on the other side. Joe Gaither right here. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at Tide 109, at Septimus underscore 44, at Joe Gaither 6. Send us your comments, your questions, your queries, and complaints. And, of course, you can jump in and join us on the Derek Daniel State Farm hotline at 205 342 9904. We appreciate Derry Daniel sponsoring the program. Go by and see him at 1214 McFarland Boulevard Northeast for all your home, life, and auto insurance needs. We appreciate Derry Daniel sponsoring the program. So we're going to have a fun show today. We want to enter, enter the show with uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot unfortunately passed away yesterday. That's just what happens. Life happens. Uh, but what a great song and wanted to honor his his life and memory uh, with arguably one of his his, his greatest works right there so i really love that song and that's why we're bringing it in with the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald what are we going to talk about today sip i mean nothing going on in the world of sports no football no basketball no baseball no hockey nothing going on at all in the world of sports oh my gosh just kidding last night nine o'clock eight o'clock eight thirty something around there the news waves hit uh, that alabama baseball is suddenly interesting Yes, and at the wildest moment, I'm literally in Gorgas working on my final assignment of my college career, and I get an ESPN notification that completely takes me out of the moment. And yeah, baseball is interesting again. You can Alabama say that. baseball, thirty and fifteen on the season. Uh, how can I calculate their 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 uh, their SEC their SEC record really quickly? Okay, they got one, two, three. F- Four, five, six, six SEC, seven, eight, nine SEC wins, nine SEC wins, uh, nine SEC wins on the season for this Alabama baseball team. The Alabama baseball team just coming off a sweep. They just got swept by the LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, down there in, in, in Baton Rouge. And that stunk. That was no fun. That was awful uh, to lose to LSU. And the, the season, look, the season's not been going well. Uh, yes, they're undefeated in midweek games. Yay! Uh, they're uh, undefeated in midweek games th- th- this year, whereas last year they did not. They, they were awful in midweek games, and that's what really kept them out of the NCAA tournament. Well, they've, they've, they've corrected that, but they have uh, not done well in conference play this season. So what happens all last night, 8.30, you get news reports, news reports coming out, that Ohio sports books, Ohio sports books halt bets on Alabama baseball, citing, quote, suspicious activity. Look, Come on. What, what, what are we doing here? What, 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 what's going on here? All right. Let's, let's break it up because there could be a million answers to this. There could be, okay, about five answers to this. There could be a handful. Of, first answer. First answer, the most obvious answer, and the grossest answer, the answer that I don't like is, oh, gosh, there's no way Alabama's throwing any games this year, is there? There's no way. Zero chance. Come on. Come on. I, I, I know that's the most obvious answer. I know that's the most obvious like thing. Connect the dots one and one. But please, there's no chance. 
our team is please no 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 chance that we're throwing games is there please say no say no say no okay let's think about option number two option number two is equally as plausible less nefarious and keeps alabama out of out of uh, out of what the clouds out of, out of the shade out of the darkness out of, out of the scandal out of the scandal thank you um Look, this is an Ohio sports book. You could get somebody saying, you know what? I got five, $500,000. I got $50,000. It depends on what the sports book is capable, what kind of bet the sports, these sports books are capable of accepting. Did they have somebody that says, you know what? I, I, I love LSU. I'm putting $500,000 on the Tigers right now. And, you know, if they win, the, the casino pays out, and the casino doesn't like paying out. You can pull, you can you pull bets off the board if you're in, if you have too much liability. If the casino has too much liability, they will they, they will not accept certain amount of bets. They will not accept certain levels of bets. I can't gamble at a five hundred thousand dollar level, but many casinos will not accept that level of bet because they cannot cover that liability of loss. So let's let, that's option number two. Maybe this casino just had a large liability on the Alabama Crimson Tide. I like that answer. That that makes me feel better. That makes me feel better about my life. Um, or what, what if you know? Let, you look at you look at the Friday game. You look at the Friday game, and that's really what has been uh, under the subject of scrutiny. And it was a little strange. It was a little strange because you had Luke Holman scheduled to start for Alabama. Luke starts starting uh, starting pitcher Luke Holman, sophomore, who was scheduled to start for the Crimson Tide, and he was on the pregame graphic on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, where wherever wherever Alabama baseball is putting out their. Pre- game graphic. Uh, Luke Coleman was on the graphic. Scheduled to pitch the game. Uh, just before, about an hour before first pitch, Hagen Banks, reliever Hagen Banks was told that he was put into the game. And maybe... Just maybe somebody had insider information because that's what happens in gambling. You, you, you hear about an injury, you hear about a, a coaching decision, you hear about this, this or that, and you hear somebody heard, "Oh, Hagen Banks is starting." No, then then, then LSU is definitely going to win. And they put a large they put a large bet on on LSU. And, and when you get a large bet on a team, casinos flag that because casinos, you know, they're, they're trying to earn, they're trying to win money. They're not trying to lose money. And oh, 50k on LSU. And I'm making up these numbers. These numbers could be anything. 50k on LSU. Oh, that's suspicious. That's weird. Oh, another bet on LSU. Another bet on maybe they got a, a bunch of bets on LSU. Could have been a whole fraternity here. And hey, brother, uh, Hagen Banks is starting tonight. So uh, maybe go the opposite way. Uh, back up. You know, Luke Holman getting getting pulled. So Alabama's going with their option C or D on the, on the mound tonight. Let's go stack up and make some money. This could be a quick fix. So there's many op- uh, uh, there's many ways there's many many um, reasons why this story can come out there's many many results of why this story can come out I'm gosh I am praying I'm bending over backwards I am hoping that nobody coaches or players have done anything nefarious please do not sacrifice your college career your college education or, or for the coaches your your professional life. I mean, you are throwing everything away if you're if you're shaving points, uh, if you're shaving runs, or if you're trying to throw anything, throw, throw any games in, in baseball. You're, you're you're throwing your life away, and it's not worth it. It is not worth the whatever money that you're getting, or whatever. It's not worth any of that. And I'm sorry. Like, look, the easy jokes are the easy jokes are. There's no there's no uh, nil's not getting supported by the uh, for baseball. Baseball is not getting the proper nil support. So is baseball going out trying to find a way to make their own money? Okay, that's the easy joke. But come on, that cannot be the truth. No, yeah, and Alabama athletics can't really afford this right now. This, it's just I, I think that. I'm gonna wait because really, what is the like? What is the suspicious activity? Sure, we need to wait. That hasn't come out yet. Like, what is the suspicious activity? Like, obviously, we can infer that it's large amounts of bets being placed on LSU, but you know, in my mind, could that not simply be because Alabama is really bad and LSU is good? You know, <sighs> like, could it just be LSU pit fans? Like, yeah, we're we're gonna kill Alabama today. Let's pile on LSU money line or whatever they took, and. LSU was favored, I think it was minus 245. Is that what I saw? Yeah, minus 245 on Friday night. And exactly like you're saying, LSU was already considered to be 
a better team than Alabama. They won eight to six. It's not like it's not like Alabama just threw the game away. Alabama answered most of the runs throughout the night. Alabama seemed to play a good game. That's what I'm saying. It cannot be the first most obvious answer. It has to be something else. It has to be bunch of LSU frat boys stacking up bets in an Ohio casino or, you know, it has to be something like that. It has to be something where the casino felt overextended, felt like it had too much liability on, on LSU. And maybe that's it. Maybe these LSU boys, maybe there's some gamblers down in Baton Rouge who said, you know what, this is easy pickings. Alabama stinks. Alabama stinks, so I'm gambling my whole paycheck, my, 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 my mortgage, my truck, everything. I'm gambling everything on the Tigers tonight. And, and, and that's probably what it was. You get the, you get the suspicious, oh, pitcher pull, and, and, and then the casino says, oh, these bets, you know, it's, it's too much for a college baseball game. It's too, too unusual for a college baseball game because these casinos know. They, they take bets all the time on baseball, on bass basketball, on, on, on everything. And so they know what an average college baseball, you know, what, what average, what gets gambled on average college baseball games on an SEC game. I don't think that there's anything nefarious. I pray. Oh man. I pray there's nothing nefarious because look, 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 this team, this team is 30 and 15, as we mentioned, they've, and yeah, nine and 12 in the conference. You, 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 you've had an, a lackluster year, a, 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 an underwhelming year. You, you, you really, you can rescue it with the last couple of the last couple of series you're playing uh you're playing Vanderbilt this coming up week you got uh, A&M and then Ole Miss to finish it all out you can rescue the season by you know picking up a couple couple more wins in the regular season and then having a good showing up there in Hoover but man it has been a drama drama field baseball season with um the former pitcher who's suing brad bohannon over you know negligence this that or the other which i also kind of think is not really. I don't, I, I don't believe that case is going to stand up, but, may, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. The point being, the baseball team has had a lot of unnecessary drama. This drama, this, 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 these are, you know, we talk, you remember, Seth, last year when we made a lot of fun of the, the Tennessee Vols and their team and, ha, and how their baseball team went. Well, we made fun of them because they were they drama filled off the field and they were you know rude and they, they, they were uh, flamboyant this that and the other they made waves off the field but you know what else they did they won like every single game no they didn't win every single game but they won most of them they won a lot they won so much that their antics off the field didn't matter that their antics and, and storylines off the field drama you know bu- uh, you, you, you had you had the umpire you had the the, the coach bumping into the umpire you had guys throwing bats into different in, into different dugouts like Tennessee had a lot of stories last year, but we didn't, I mean, I, we cared because we're Alabama fans and we like to make fun of the balls, but nationally people don't care about that because they won. They were good. Ba- Alabama baseball. You're not, <laughs> we're not winning at a level to where we can afford scandals to where we can afford drama to where we can afford waves. And then maybe this isn't, a, maybe this isn't a scandal. Maybe this isn't drama, but it is at least waves. Uh, it is at least news that affects the season and, 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 and kind of permeates through the program. I mean, yeah, I think another little option I was possibly thinking about is, is Ohio, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ohio is a big baseball state, right? People love baseball in Ohio. I I, I don't know yes or no. I, sure. I would say you know, <laughs> Reds, uh, Guardians, former Indians. Like, I mean, I know a few people who are from Ohio, and they're all big baseball fans. I don't know if that's a common theme in the state. I just think maybe baseball fans in Ohio were so tapped in to college baseball that they saw this matchup with a, you know, as we have already said, lackluster Crimson Tide baseball team going up, going up against an LSU Tiger team, which was markedly better. They saw the pitching change. They saw maybe the odds didn't move that much and were like, okay, let's just dive in on this. And it ended up being a thing where, you know, 99% of the bets placed were on LSU and 99% of the purse was on LSU. And, you know, this casino is like, well, that's not right. And so they just called it suspicious. And, you know, we could find out that's what it is. It could be nothing. It's just if it's something. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, if it's something, don't get me started. I'm just terrified. Like, if it's something you got to you, you have to clean house. 
You, you have to. like, uh, And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for, no. you know, I don't root for anybody to lose their jobs. Exactly. Oh, but if it's if something, all right, so here's the two paragraphs, and then we're going to hit our break, and we'll go out to the Derek Daniels State Farm hotline. Two paragraphs with a little extra information in it. The directive, the directive to remove Alabama uh, Alabama's games off the uh, Ohio Casino Control Commission's uh, gambling board. The directive issued by Executive Director Matthew T. Schuler uh, prohibits the exception, the acceptance, excuse me, the acceptance of any wagers on the University of Alabama baseball effective immediately. Schuler wrote that the emergency order was in response to a report from an independent integrity monitor. On Friday, U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based firm that monitors the betting markets, issued an alert to all sportsbook clients regarding, quote, suspicious wagering activity involving Alabama and LSU's baseball game. Uh, Sportsbook and FanDuel have also uh, followed suit and removed Alabama's baseball games from its betting uh, menus uh, as just a precautionary measure. Uh, Sep, in this break, let's go ahead and hit our break, but in this break, Google Matthew T. Schuler. See if there's any way, any contact we can get for this fella, and we'll we'll, we'll see see if we can get some answers. If not, no big deal, but Matthew T. Schuler of Ohio Casino Control Commission. Uh, So we'll see see if we can find out something uh, a little deeper on this baseball story, because it is interesting. And finally, Alabama baseball is interesting again. So we'll hit our break. We'll come back on the Derrick Daniel State Farm hotline. We'll talk to Julene on the hotline. we got lines available for you guys at 205-342-9904. After we put this topic to bed, let's move on to some hoops. Major NBA playoff action going on. I've missed a week of uh, talking about it, so we will catch up and talk about that on the other side as well. This is Cup of Joe, Midday Madness, right here on Tide 100.9. From the town's Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but we do have some road work. Let's start on 15th Street, westbound at 10th Avenue. We've got the right lane blocked there by City Cruise. 2059 eastbound, also construction between Malisham Parkway and 359. Right now is the time to trade and get the best deal of the lifetime at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Fiore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street, across from the home two suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and Experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A breezy afternoon with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 74. Clear and cool again tonight, below 45. More very nice weather ahead tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs up in the middle 70s between 73 and 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness till boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life. Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces 
Welcome back here, little cup of Joe. Midday Madness right here on Tide 100.9. My man, Sep Shattery, answering all the phones, keeping us on the rails. Appreciate all, all the great work, Sep. You can follow him on the Twitter machine at Septimus underscore 44. Tell him what a great job he's doing. Let's head out to the Derrick Daniel State Farm Hotline, and we'll find our friend Juleen. Miss Juleen, how I've missed you. How's your Tuesday going? My Tuesday's blessed. I, I, made, I made it to the bank, praise the Lord, and went to Wally World. And I just wanted to call and say, Joe, my JoJo, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> did, they, did, need- did they do okay last week? Who was the best? Hey, I'm not going to go there. They were, all, they were all great. And I just posted up the same thing. So um, everybody did a fine job, but I did miss you. Um, but Joe, before I forget what I called for, where is CJ Stroud from? Did he go to Did he go to Ohio State? Yes, ma'am. Okay. My conspiracy theory is they... Whoever did this and is setting this up or did this and caused this against Alabama is pissed because our Bryce Young from the University of Alabama Crimson Tide football, Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, went first and CJ went second. So there you go. There you go. The Ohio State, the Ohio Gamblers didn't want anybody to make money off of Alabama for the weekend because they were mad at us. Yep. All right. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And, and you know what, Julian? I like that best because it means we our, our program didn't do anything wrong. And I don't want to hear that our program did anything wrong. That will break my heart. It will break my heart, too, because I've been following baseball as much as I can. Uh, of course, you know I'm a big football and basketball girl. But um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And you know what? I think it's as plausible as anyone else's story, Julie. So I appreciate your call, and of course, I missed you too last week. And I'll tell the I'll tell the guys they did a good, a good job. They did a great job. I love y'all. God uh, bless y'all. Roll Rest time. That's Miss Julie on the Derek Daniel Hotline. We'll keep it rolling, Mister Tom. Tom, man, what do you make of this thing going on in the baseball program? Well, you know, I, I, I have questions, but Miss Juline has brought up something that is prevalent in our society this day and age, and that is the, uh, the use of misinformation uh, against other people. And, and that is an interesting take that, uh, that, that somebody somewhere with an axe to grind would drop something uh, on somebody, you know, in the form of misinformation as an act of revenge, but it happens all the time in politics, and I think you're starting to see it spill over into other facets of uh, media, because media, uh, let, let's face it, none of the uh, media people have ethics anymore. They're all low bread as they can be. Well, Tom, let me spread and, you uh, some information real quick. You know our friend Jeff in Tennessee? Yeah, well, he, he's not really in Tennessee, and that's actually my brother. And he's not really a, he's not really a Kentucky fan. He's a Georgia right. fan. I've hired him. I've hired him to for the last two the two to years stir to the stir pot. the pot. I just want to let you know right. that. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. So he doesn't really pull it. for Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, because who really know, could pull for Kentucky? I mean, for what reason? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Tom, what do you what do you make of this baseball stuff? Uh, here, here's the thing. My, here, here's the whole situation in my mind. Okay, somebody somewhere placed a bet, just like you were describing in the opening segment. Somebody made a large bet, thinking they knew something for sure. Right now, the problem the problem is not with somebody making the bet. It's how, what the information was and how they got it yeah. to drive them to make the bet. There's the problem. Uh, did it come from somebody on the team that called somebody that knew somebody and told them to place a bet because our, our pitching staff has gone to hell in a handbasket in a matter of two hours? That's one, that's one way. Uh, a coach could have told somebody something. Uh, a manager... I mean, there's all kind of scenarios you get, but the problem that they're looking at is not the bet. 
It's how they obtain the information to make them do the best. 100%. And I want to know that, too. Did it come from one of our team uh, members or, or coaches or something like that? And I think that that's probably where they're looking. Well, Tom, I mean, not, not not necessarily to the team, but they're they're trying to determine where that information. Sure, came from. sure. And Tom, don't you? I mean, you're feel free to disagree with me, but but I would say, I argue our baseball team doesn't need any scandal right now. God, now, well, no, you never need a scandal. I don't care who you are, sure. what level or anything. But I contend this as well. Now, Miss Julie said she's a baseball fan, but I would bet. <laughs> excuse the pun. Uh, I would bet that there's not an Alabama fan that thought you could even bet on Alabama baseball last weekend. Mm, I wouldn't want to. I'd, be, I'd probably be going the other I wasn't way. looking for a line with you. <laughs> no. Not going to Baton Rouge. No. I'm not interested. No, 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 Tom. I just, hope, I just hope our players get back home alive. Well, the bet was against Alabama, Tom, so it was a winning It was a winning bet. Uh, right. Just crazy, just crazy to to, 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 to find it. I mean, you know, it's, not, one, one, one more thing, Tom. One more thing, Tom. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. A question to you, uh, and I want to open this up. Where are we when you watch sports every day? You got it on ESPN. You got it on FS1, and you got commercials for FanDuel, for DraftKings, for sign up for for this sports betting app, sign up for that sports betting app, IMG this, and you know Caesars that. We, we we have married sports to gambling so so well. I mean, it's it's become more mainstream over the last five ten years. Is are we going to see more of this? Are we going to see more of this where athletes and coaches are you know? Uh, are we going to see more of this? Because you just saw. With the Lions uh, last week, a lot of the Lions getting suspended. I, I, I think you're going to see more of this where athletes and coaches are getting in trouble when they kind of intersect in the world of gambling. Oh yeah, I, I, I believe. Listen, gambling has been proven to be a disease. <laughs> Am I correct? Yes. Uh, yes. People. All right, but look at here. Look at here. Gambler's anonymous. If it's not, if it's not eradicated or held in check or something done about it, it would grow and grow and grow until it consumes everything that it touches. Correct? Correct. It will eventually consume sports because the desire for money is there already. And the desire to get it any way you can is there already. What's going to keep somebody from going in there and say, "Hey, look, we can make three hundred grand each if if you will do this if you get the opportunity." What is going to keep that from happening? Mm. I, I I think that's a dangerous question, Tom. It's going on right now. Yeah, I think that's a dangerous. Let me question. tell you something. Some of these drop passes, fumbles, <laughs> missed tackles, all like that. I always go, mm, "Was that a gambling play?" You never know. You never know. I think it's going to get more but and more you can convoluted. Bet your ass it. You can bet your ass this is going on. Absolutely. Tom, I appreciate you, man. I hope you have a great day. All right. See you, buddy. That's Take Tom care. on the Derry Daniel State Farm Hotline. And we go out to my cousin who's a Georgia fan, Jeff. Well, what's going on with y'all's uh, program? Is that, is that the uh, domestic violence man beats on the umpires? What y'all doing? No, I don't know. You know, the... Uh, Did y'all meet up the umpire before we call strike three? <laughs> that'd, be a nice, okay. that'd be a nicer story. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all got some problems. Y'all might have to suck up. I mean, how, how, I mean, the police couldn't stop being bitter, but San Diego State could. I don't know. <laughs> well, Go ahead, y'all. get them off, Jeff. Get them off. You need to get y'all's house in order, I believe. Mr. Byrne needs to uh, get a little house cleaning going on, don't he? I think, uh, yes. House cleaning, I believe. But see, he worked for Mitch Barn. He still ain't learned. He works for the best athletic director in the country. He still ain't learned how to run an athletic department. So, uh, I guess he gets you wore that red, that red, that red, and that crimson must have, must have torn him up when he, when he got rid of, rid of Kentucky Blue. Must have torn him up when he wore that blood red stuff. It must, must have been happening because they've got a committee right now. I don't know if y'all heard about this or not. They're, they're, um, Greg Zanke, you know, he's fine when, when people storm the fields and courts. Yeah, yeah. Zanke says that it's not working. So what they want, this is what they want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all this a couple of times I called. But they, this is one thing he's, he's thinking about doing. And they've got a committee of three. Burns on it. 
Barnhart and somebody else, they're one of his ideas. One of his ideas is this. Okay, when Tennessee beat y'all in football in Knoxville, they stormed the field. Sure. I so, watched so, it. So what, though? So what, so what Sankey would have done if it, if it had been in law last year? He would have come back Monday and said, okay, Alabama, you win. <laughs> you storm the field. Alabama, you storm the field, so Alabama wins. You put the goalposts in Tennessee River, and you storm the field, tearing up your field, so Alabama wins the ball game by four feet. What do you think, Jeff? I'm saying that, that, that's what he wants to know because he I, said, I, I'm, no, I'm asking you what you think. I'm asking you what you think. I'm asking you what you think. I think it's fine because the reason why is because because Sankey says it's fine. It's fine, and these schools don't work. It doesn't work. It's not, it doesn't work doing it. They're not doing anything. But well, they never I, had to find Alabama. I'm, I'm just saying the other school was the conference. <laughs> you never, you never, they don't. It doesn't work. They never had to find Alabama. Well, because you because you don't storm the court in basketball. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's right. We don't storm the field on the court on anything. That's right. You don't win no big games. So, I'm saying that's what he wants to start with. He says even to him, whatever he finds them, it's not working. It I agree. Work. I agree. It's not working. How about this instead? How about this instead? If we lose to Tennessee last year. They rush the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now instead, we get two two years back here in in, in Brian. Denny Stadium because well, y'all. I mean, we, yeah, they did if they win, but what I'm saying, another thing he wants to do, if that don't work, he wants to put nets or fences where they can't get on the field. I think that's dumb. That where, one's where dumb. They, he, he wants to put a big fence or, or netting where the fans can't even get on the field. He's doing the field to begin with. I'm out on that one, Jeff. Well, that's what that's what that's one thing he's he okay. said he's come out and he's come out and said hey, and basketball it's not just football it's, it's anything basketball and all it. Well, you, you and Yahoo should stay off the daggum court. Well, I agree. I agree 100%. I ain't got no problem with it. I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. But, I mean, I was saying, like, like when Vanderbilt stormed and beat Florida last year, they had to come back and say, okay, Florida wins the When's the last day. time Kentucky Vanderbilt? stormed a field or a court? Uh, for football, but when they beat LSU. That's number one oh. in the country. Wow. LSU. And they, that when they when they broke that long streak, it's been when Joker Fields was coaching, and they broke that long streak against when they played that wide receiver. Well, tell us what it's like, Jeff. What's, what's uh, well, it like being on the field? It's great, to, it's great to see. I mean, but I don't like it, but it's great to – Now, the one thing we didn't do is tear down a goalpost. We didn't do that. Cost your school thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but you see, you don't, you don't, you don't remember to see the next week. We're taking donations for new ones. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I, remember that. I like what Clemson has. Clemson's got those automatic goalposts that that fold oh, yeah, like down. Once it, it once it go down, that's what that's what that's what every school should have. I agree. They fold on down, and if you want, I mean, now Clemson rushes the field after every game, so that's a different issue. Well, see, and thing about this, to me, they say Tennessee people that there was a there was a there was a couple kids that went to that ball game. Okay, and they, they and there's, there's a big iconic photo of this kid on the top of the goalpost. And what they did the next week in our, in our local paper, they had cut up the goalpost. And then they said they cut up such such. But one of the kids, the kid was on top of that goalpost, goes to school here in Murfreesboro, one of our schools out here. Sure. He, he was a senior in high school. He went to, he, he goes to the school and, and he said they cut up the, wherever they, and he had little pieces of it. And it, it had his picture on the front page of the paper. Cut, cut up the goalpost and they threw it in the rear. And a piece of plastic he never forgets. Well, I mean, I mean, well, if you, yeah, he's a Tennessee fan, so I mean, that's, I mean, no, I, I don't like it all. I don't like it when they storm it in any any basketball. And what, and what about, let me ask you this, too. Let me ask you something. Cause I told a guy about this. What about, like, Tennessee, like that time when they played Ole Miss and throwing, him, throwing that stuff on the field at Lane Kiffin? And the time that they threw that stuff at, what, what about the fans throwing stuff on the field? Should, should, should schools be fine for that? Yes, they should be fine for that. They should have some sort of uh, some sort of punishment for that. You can't be throwing golf balls. I, mean, I, and... I, I, I agree. I'm saying that they threw stuff when they played Notre Dame in baseball. They threw because a guy yeah, put on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me say what a guy put on Twitter when they did that. He said he said Tennessee fans throwing debris on the field <laughs> a tradition a tradition unlike any other. You know what a friend of mine asked me? He said it was Master Steen music playing in the front of it. Do 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 do. And I don't want to tell you too. Also, the, the the bump music was awesome. The game, that's awesome. Oh, I appreciate you, Jeff. I hope you have a great yeah. day, man. Thanks for yeah, the call. You, 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 you guys too, and uh, and, uh, and and uh, and also, how about a ten game SEC schedule? Oh, please, Jeff. Yes, well, that, amen. That, that's what, Hallelujah. That, that, that's what, 
That, that, that's what Blake Topmeyer wants. Th- that's what I want, too. Well, Please. I, I, well y- 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 y'all can play 10, we'll play two. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. We'll, we'll play Vanderbilt twice. We'll see y'all. All right, Jeff, see y'all. you can have them as the Vanderbilt Commodores twice for the Kentucky Wildcats. I'll take 10 SEC games because, my gosh, 2020 was a lot of fun, and I don't want to have no disrespect to the governors. I don't want to have any Austin Peas on my schedule. I want to have, you know, Tennessee and, Al- and Auburn and LSU and Ole Miss. I want to have, I want to have real schools and, and decent competition on my schedule. What do you think about that, Seth, before we pivot off that? What do you think about his comments about uh, rushing the field would cause for an automatic loss, an automatic forfeit loss? I mean, I don't know. It's an interesting way to look at it. And, like, you know, as an Alabama fan, Alabama student, we don't storm anything, so it would never affect us. It would only affect other people, especially when they beat us. So it could only be really a good thing for Alabama. That being said, no. I mean, I don't don't think that that's the answer. What is it about about Alabama versus the other schools? Because I I was asking Jeff about when Kentucky stormed the field, and he had a couple answers right off the top of his head. What is it about Alabama that, like, we don't, one, we don't do that, but two, I'll, 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 I'll further that. I never even think about it when I'm in the, when I'm in Coleman or when I'm in Bryant Denny Stadium or when I'm in anywhere. I never even think about it. And, and, and look, I was there when we beat Auburn this past year. I've been there. I've been in, I've been, I've been in uh, Coleman when, when we've had some big wins. I've been in Bryant Denny Stadium in the early days of the Saban dynasty when you've had some big wins. But it's not that we don't rush the field. It's that nobody even whispers it. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the difference between Alabama's athletic program and Kentucky's athletic program because Kentucky basketball doesn't storm the court. They never storm the court. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kentucky basketball, they hold themselves to like, we're Kentucky, we're a blue blood. We don't storm our own court like for beating anyone. Anyone comes in here, they should expect to lose no matter what year, no matter what team. You know that, and that's how Alabama football is. But the difference is at Alabama, it spreads to other sports. It's the whole, you know, softball. Like, obviously, you know, maybe they, they might not all be at that football level of Bear Bryant, Nick Saban excellence. But, you know, that's still just the standard. That's the expectation. And that applies to basketball. Even when basketball has, you know, been really good and beaten huge teams. You know, I've been in some of those games. I was there when we beat seven-ranked Baylor, I think it was, last year. Um, I've been there for multiple big games in Coleman, and it's just never – an option no matter how crazy the crowd gets it's just we know we're alabama we don't storm courts and so that's the difference i mean kentucky football you know kentucky football and alabama basketball you could say maybe are similar ish you know kind of living in the shadow of the other um at the respective schools but the difference in at athletic programs is Alabama's it's better than Kentucky. I mean it just doesn't even kind of cross my mind. Around. And not and I'm not saying I'm better than it, it doesn't cross anybody's it, minds yeah. when I when I if you ever bring it up with any of your classmates or any, any any Alabama fans, it doesn't cross anybody's mind. It's like I'll hoop and holler and I'll high five any stranger around me in the stands, but as soon as the pandemonium's kinda over, we're all going to the exits and that's kinda nice and orderly and we're all saying, Roll tide as we championship walk. standard. Right, it's it's the championship standard. We won't storm anything, but we'll storm the strip when we win a national championship. And uh, as, as you should. I think that's pretty appropriate. I think that's a pretty appropriate place. Um, look, if you take a win away for, for a team storming the field, I can guarantee you this, Tennessee will never storm another field. <laughs> they will never storm a field. It will be effective. That will be an effective policy. People will say, oh my gosh, it's so harsh. It's so harsh. It's unfair. It's so harsh that no one will try to, no, no one will try to tempt it. It's so harsh that no one will try. You might get one or two fans out there, but as far as like a collective 100,000 or 30,000 or whatever, that will stop the the court storming and field storming. Yeah, I mean, people won't want to mess around with it, but my, I mean, all right, yeah, we want to put a stop to court storming. I get that, you know, field storming, all of it. That being said, as a just a neutral observer, when I tune into like an Iowa-Iowa State basketball game, and just, you know, just for the love of basketball, just watching the game. And, you know, it's intense and it comes down to it. And then, you know, it's a buzzer beater to win. And then the fans storm the court. 
You can't tell me that that's just at least a little bit electric. Oh, it's cool to see. I mean, it is electric, and like it's easy to sit here as an Alabama fan uh, from a you know Alabama perspective and say you know oh, storming the field's dangerous. It 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 sucks. It, it hurts my feelings because we we had it happen to us you know multiple times, including in basketball. We got the court stormed against uh, Oklahoma when we went in there and laid an egg, which is just hilarious because they dominated that entire game. But I digress. Like. Some some schools just they they have the itch to storm the court every time they do something like Clemson like it, they, we made mention of it Clemson, yeah that's their tradition Clemson football loves to storm the field um, you know and obviously you want to cut down on it I don't know if you know th- there needs to be a cut uh, cutting down on of it I don't know if automatic losses are the way to do that I mean raise the fine money sure make, like like you said make it so you have to play the next year. Or the next two years. Yeah, uh, I think that's the, the move. Games. I think you need, you do a double you do yeah, a, a, a double away away series. So like in the case of Alabama Tennessee, we get the next two uh, Alabama Tennessee games here at Bryant Denny Stadium because yeah. You know, and I mean, look, you're not going to take away that historic win because I think you, you cannot take away that historic. But you got to punish them. You got to punish them. You got you orange sobs have to come down here for two years since y'all acted like such fools. Uh, and, and you know, and, and I think that would be that's my preferred. Method of fixing the court storming, but I but but I do think you take wins away, you'll never see a court storming again. You'll never see it again because because the fans will will police each other. Uh, say, don't you go out there? Look at what Hinton Hooker just did. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> that's the thing. I think I I think at the heart of most sports fans, we don't want to see them completely go away. Right. We just want to see less of them. It's annoying when you know you storm like Oklahoma storming the court when you beat a team by thirty. It wasn't a close game. You weren't on the edge of your seat. It's not like me. Yeah, sure. Not a huge rivalry. It beat the number two team in the country or whatever we were at that time. But, you know, I feel like court storms have to be a special occasion. I mean, Tennessee. Yeah, sure. You beat Alabama for the first time in however many years at home. Storm the field. Whatever. Like, obviously, we see that that was the cause of a lot of problems, including a lot of a loss of property and money for the University of Tennessee. But I don't think they care. You know, they, they don't care. The university, if they had to, you know, obviously they did the GoFundMe or whatever for the goalposts. If they had to replace them with, you know, out of their own pockets, they, they beat Alabama. They don't care. I mean, so you want to cut down on it, but you also don't want to see it completely eradicated, I think. It just it needs a lot of cutting down, and I think the way to do that is, like you said, double up the uh, away games, you know, make them give up a home game, and increase the fine money. I think you do those two things, you'll see them only happen when it is, like, you know, the best day on earth scenario for that team, like what happened to Tennessee this past fall. 100%. Let's go ahead and hit our break step, and when we come back, we'll hit on these NBA playoffs. Tons of NBA stuff to get into because it was a great night last night. James Harden, woo, right in your eye, Al Horford. Uh, we can talk about Warriors and Lakers. The Warriors actually getting one over, getting it over on the Kings. 50 freaking points for Steph Curry. 55 for Jimmy Butler. Hemi Butler uh, taking down the, the number one C Milwaukee Bucks. So, yeah, we'll get into the NBA playoffs here on the other side. This is Cup of Joe, Midday Madness on Tied 100.9. This is a Town Square Media Tied 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Aiden Donald with your Tide Sports Update. Ohio has halted betting on Alabama baseball games due to alleged suspicious activity surrounding the team. A senior athletics official at the University of Alabama was arrested on domestic violence charges yesterday, and Jerry Judy had his fifth year option picked up by the Denver Broncos. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. 
visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Stay up to date with the Crimson Tide, local high school sports, and Bama in the pros right here on Tide 100.9. Step A, B, C, or D. A, Steph Curry, 50 points in Game 7. B, LeBron James, 20 and 20, 20, uh, 20 and 22 against the uh, the Grizzlies in Game 3 or 4. Uh, B, C, Hemi Butler, 55 and change, 55 and, and change against the, uh, the to, to, to eliminate the Milwaukee Bucks. And, oh, what was my D? What was my D? Oh, last night, James Harden, 45 and the game winner against the, the, the Boston Celtics. Four great performances in the NBA playoffs. A, B, C, or D, you only get one. Which is your favorite performance of the, of the playoffs so far? Or you, wanna, you can go E and go other. I'm not going to go other because it's Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's Jimmy. I, I want to say Steph. I do want to say Steph. I did watch that game. It was absolutely mesmerizing. Steph Curry, like I think we, I think we mentioned it maybe briefly yesterday. Steph's top five. Mm. I think that game, most points ever in a game seven. That's just yet another thing that he's done to you know put his mark on the game of basketball. But Jimmy Butler, I mean, as, as a Knicks fan, wearing a Julius Randle jersey right now, sitting in the studio. Uh, a nervous wreck about the game tonight, I might add, as Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are both doubtful. That being said, Jimmy Butler is doubtful. I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be even remotely surprised if Jimmy Butler ends up playing because that is just the type of player he is. He is a different level. I got to watch him wreck the Knicks uh, subtly the other game. I mean, he didn't have a 55-point game. But, man, that game against the Bucks was truly one of the most impressive basketball performances I have ever seen, ever. All right, I oversold it a little bit. It was 42. Oh, as I was pulling up. 42, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block uh, in, in a 128-126 overtime win. The game ceiling shot. Right, right. You get the, and the game ceiling shot is, oh, what an, how do you describe it? You're taking the inbounds pass. You, Jimmy Butler's got a, got Brooke Lopez kind of, kind of boxed out and he boxes him out. He takes a lob pass and basically just bodies him up for, for, for what was a layup to win the game. Defensive player of the year candidate, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> right, right. Might add. Seven foot tall, Brooke Lopez. Absolutely insane. For Jimmy Butler to put his team on the back, I mean, we all saw the Heat get to the get, get to the finals in uh, in the bubble, and then they made the Eastern Conference Finals what two seasons back ago, and so they're they're still trying to prove themselves as a viable as a championship contending team in the Eastern Conference. But to take down Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I know Giannis was hurt for a couple of those games. Just impressive. Milwaukee, you snuck into the or excuse me, Miami. Miami, you snuck into the playoffs. Uh, you, you snuck in. You got into the play-ins. You lost to you, you lost to Atlanta, and then you put in just an amazing series to win in five games. Jimmy Butler. Um, okay, you, you put Jimmy Butler one on one against everybody in the league. Does he want? Does he win? Right now, I think you got a good good case <laughs> of saying, yeah. I mean, really. You truly. tell him there's a championship on the line also. Playoff yeah, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah playoff Jimmy. It's got to be playoff Jimmy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't see how. I mean, I'm genuinely going into this series as a Knicks fan. I was like, okay, I saw what the Heat and Jimmy Butler just did to the Bucks. That's a little concerning. I think we'll be okay. Knicks and five, Knicks and six. After game one and seeing the way that game one transpired, I am now terrified because the Knicks in the first half, for most of the first half, they looked like the clearly better team. They're functioning better. And this is all without Julius Randle. Julius Randle did not play in that game, but they're humming along and the Heat just 
it, it was the definition of heat culture. And it's something that people have said is heat culture dead. <laughs> Eric, Spo- Eric Jimmy Spoltra, lives it, man. I mean, yeah, and like that's what I'm saying. You got Eric Spolstra. You still got Pat Riley. You still got. I mean, Jimmy Butler. I think is what better player could you ask to embody that heat culture? I mean, I think Jimmy Butler at this point feels to me like a legacy heat guy, almost. Like even though he's only been there like three years. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Jimmy has. You know, obviously. I'm tempted to think of him as a Bulls player or a Sixers player, but at this point, is his legacy a Heat player? Because that just feels like who he is, and he scares me to death because he, his ankle is probably the size of a watermelon right now, and he's probably icing it down, going to pop some ibuprofen, wrap it up, and go play tonight. And I just, there's nothing I know I can do about it. Like, he's, he is the ultimate will your team to victory guy. He will will you to wins. And the Knicks, man, the, the way they folded in that game down the stretch makes me terrified that he just sucked all the wind out of their sails. And, like, we could come out completely flat tonight. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I would not be shocked if the Knicks just come out flat tonight because they see what they're up against and they're scared. You can't do that. Heat and Knicks, you can't do that. 6.30 tonight, the Knicks trying to... Not go down 0-2 before they have to go back to Miami. Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's then, the pressure too. Like you don't want to beat 0-2 in the Garden. Like white hot heat. Lakers and Warriors tonight at nine o'clock. Uh, we get LeBron and Steph Curry one more time. I think this is the first time we've had them in a playoff series since their finals appearance. If I am remembering correctly, uh, f- feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I believe this is their first fi- first meeting in the playoffs since their uh, since their finals appearance. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun. Like, tonight's basketball is going to, is going to be up there. Uh, I know last night well, you had you, you had a couple games. I'm not as interested in uh, 76ers Celtics. I'm really not interested in Suns and, and Nuggets, even though the Nuggets might be the best team in the league. Maybe, may, maybe uh, they're up 2-0. But I am definitely going to be watching tonight at, at uh, nine o'clock when LeBron and Steph Curry face off. Ooh, I think uh, Golden State four and a half point favorites. I think uh, I, I think the Warriors will win a, will win a seven game series. I think they're going to win a seven game series, and it's going to be an all out knockdown dragout. If uh, if if I mean it depends on on, on how much uh, how much Anthony Davis plays. It's going to be uh, that's going to be an epic epic series. So as the NBA playoffs have have kind of gotten heat, heated up, you've moved into the second round. Look, a lot of people you may not be into the playoffs. It's fine if you're not, but it's high level basketball, extremely high level basketball, and you're looking for for competition. I assume suggest you turn on the NBA uh you look, looking forward it's the, the, the rest of the uh the, the rest of the playoffs okay so oh we're down to the semifinal okay great we're, you're down to the semifinals in, in, in each uh any in, in each conference so you're down to the last eight look 76ers over Celtics do you think that's gonna matter you think it's gonna I mean I know they won last night without Embiid I mean that game does change everything that yeah you still home court extremely intriguing series because I would have I would have been tempted to almost say Celtic sweep before that game. And James Harden has just emerged as the James Harden that we have known over the years. And, you know, we'll he's, see. he's been waiting for some time. To, I think that series could now go seven. He's I'm been waiting for, for a little bit of time to play without Joel Embiid. <laughs> Got to get that groove going. All right. That's going to do it for today. Big thanks, to everybody, joining us. Thanks for putting up with the nonsense about the baseball, about the court stormings and basketball. Thanks for everybody hanging out with us on the Derek Daniel State Farm Hotline. Miss Juline, Mr. Tom and Jeff in Tennessee. Sep, thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for helping me out. I appreciate your uh, time and effort. And everybody uh, for listening, you can hear Big Noon Sports coming up next on Tide 100.9. From the